Welcome to episode 11 of the Authoritative Coach Podcast with me, your host, Chris Muller. In this episode, we're going to be talking about what I think is a very small part of coaching, but ultimately a gap or an opportunity for most coaches. And that is, how do you bring more compassion into your work? And what I mean by that is, as a coach, how are you explicitly stating what your clients are doing well? How much time are you spending in that space? And are you making efforts to deliberately train your clients to spend more time recognizing what they're doing well and what they're good at and where they're making progress? So let's talk about what compassion looks like in the work we do as coaches. Let's get into it. There's one thing that I believe in as a coach and something I've really trained myself in as a coach over the years is that there's one reason why you should never hear a great coach complaining about their clients. Because if there was one person in the whole world that should understand how difficult this work can be, it's you, the coach. And so if you do find yourself complaining about your clients, you've got to ask yourself, where's that coming from, right? Where's that coming from? And it's something I like to share with the people I'm working with as well. It's like, are you being, are you, do you have the compassion for the work that your client's trying to do and the, you know, appreciating the fact that the, the only way they can actually do this work well is by hiring you as the coach to get it done, right? So if you think about it, really, is unhealthy if you hear a coach or hear yourself complain about your clients, right? And of course, we all need help as coaches as well, but it shouldn't be about complaining about them. If I hear that, I, my automatic re response is to think, where's the compassion for the work that we're doing? And that's today's topic. I was chatting to my friend, Scott Torrance. Him and I have known each other for about 10 years. And for the last, you know, I don't know how long, few years anyway, we catch up once a month to have a discussion we're both coaches. We're both deeply invested in the, the sort of concept of a coach. He's much smarter than I am. So he challenges me to think about things. We tend to go deep into topics, probably deeper than most people, thinking about, thinking about these things and what they mean and how we can bring it into our work and how we can be truly like better coaches. This is like the work that never ends. And one of the most recent topics we talked about was how to bring more compassion into the work that we do as soon as we started talking about it, I knew that this was a gap for me, an opportunity for something I could do differently or better that would increase my value as a coach. Um, the thing is, as human beings, we tend to give ourselves a hard time, right? We start, we sort of pick up our mistakes. Um, I'd say, I'd say culturally in Scotland, we were we're not forthcoming about celebrating what we're good at. We tend to just like get the job done move on to the next job. We don't necessarily take time to really celebrate um, our wins. And I would say also that when we do celebrate these wins and when we do get round to it, I don't know that we do it in a useful way. Like it doesn't turn into something helpful. So what I mean by that is when we celebrate and when we recognize our wins, do we then, does everybody know in the company that this is why it went well? And these are the things that we need to do more of and things we need to do less of so you can continue doing well in this specific area. I don't know that's true, and perhaps I'll dig into that in a future podcast episode. I'm sort of planting seeds here about, you know, just thinking about celebrating our wins, bringing more compassion into our work, and how do we invoke this in, our, in the people that we're working with, right? So I think that 
for us, there's two key ways that we could do this, and I'll explain this um, as we go on through this episode. So, first of all, there are many attributes or traits or behaviors that make a coach a great coach. Okay, I've got I've actually built a list out of them, and something I can share with you in the future. There's about fifty different characteristics and traits and behaviors that a, a great coach has. Now, two traits though that are somewhat controversial, and I think can really spark a good discussion. So I'm hoping to have that discussion with you here. So these two traits that can be controversial are, number one, never being completely satisfied with the work that your clients are doing, right? So when I'm coaching my clients, I'm like, uh, I'm always pushing for more, pushing for better, looking to bring out more of their potential, right? And so in order to do that, never completely satisfied with where we are or the work that we're doing and the quality that we've produced. And number two, being highly sensitive to the mistakes that our clients are making, because arguably, and we've talked about this in the podcast before, that that our job is to get ahead of mistakes before they become major problems. Like that's a big part of what makes us experts is that we know what the mistakes look like and what they are, and we can get ahead of them. So, never being completely satisfied and being highly sensitive to the mistakes. There's no question in my mind that these behaviors help us to be truly effective valuable coaches for our clients. However, it comes at the risk of downgrading or diluting or losing our ability to show genuine compassion for the work and the progress that our clients are making. Okay, so how do we balance this? So what I've found actually in my work is that most clients, generally speaking, tend to default to telling you what they aren't doing well versus what they're like what they are doing well, right? What they're spending time on and what they're doing well in that area. And um, I think it's up to us to, as coaches, to sort of train that behavior into our clients. So how can we show up and sort of teach them how to be more compassionate around their own work, right? How can, in other words, how can we teach them to be self-compassionate? And so that comes down to the questions that we ask and the energy that we bring, right? How do we show up like that? How do we bring that out in our clients? And then knowing somewhat that, how does that then change the moods of the room? How does that somehow change the culture of the company? How does that improve the relationships between people that are working together? And so I think about this really in two separate camps. And I'd like, and I, I, this maybe goes without saying a lot of times, is that if you have something to add to this, then jump into the comments section, wherever you are, add to it, right? And let me know what else you think is important here and or push back on the idea as well. There's two things that I think we can do as coaches. That the Number one, and I think this is the bit that I feel I could be a lot stronger in, and since actually having this discussion with Scott, I've done a lot more in this space, is to is for the coach to, to explicitly and specifically state what is going well, so dig into that. And then the second thing is that the coach is able to ask questions that bring out compassion from the client. Okay, and I think both of these things need to work together uh, at the same time, right? It's not one or the other, I think it's both, right? So let's first of all look at the coach and like the coach specifically, explicitly stating what good's like, good looks like. And so this is, this is important because I think oftentimes clients aren't able to see what good looks like or what progress looks like on their own. And the reason for that is that that they just don't know. They don't have the relative experience that you have across many clients. And something that seems small and insignificant to them 
you see as actually fundamental and critical to have achieved or to have made progress in across all your clients, right? And so how can you give them that sort of relative, sort of more bigger picture that they're really on the right track and they're doing all the right work? How can you give them a, give them a sense of that? And so I think it's healthy for the coach to assume that your client needs to hear this from you, the coach. Just think of like sports coaches or any other type of coach in another field. It is really up to us to state what good looks like. We're, we're the ones that hold the standard for what good looks like. And so we should really, as much as like, how, however much time we spend on the mistakes we're making, the problems we're having, um, the work that we need to do differently or better, or increase quality, whatever it might be, we need to balance that off with being able to state from the coach's experience what good looks like. And so the, you know, the goal of the, 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 the coach is to be the client's champion, right? And so when you're preparing for your client calls going forward, have a, just slow down a little bit and think to yourself, okay, if I'm going to add more compassion in here, if I want to really recognize and make them feel, give them a sense of what's going well, what does that look like? So what are you impressed with? What do you see them doing well? Where are they making significant progress? What is it they need to hear from you? And you bring in, bringing in that sort of more broad relative experience from your other client experiences Give them this as a gift. Here's what I see you doing well. Here's what I'm impressed with. Let's start there, okay? So that's the first thing, right? As a coach, what can you bring in terms of explicitly and specifically stating what good looks like where they're making progress? Now, the second thing is where the coaching questions come in is how do you as a coach bring this out of your clients? So how do you get them to sort of train that behavior within them to really think about their like bringing compassion in around their own work and so i think again it's healthy to assume that your clients aren't good at this but you should be looking out for it like getting a sense that your client generally struggles to recognize their own work and not just their own work like individually but i see this with a lot of leaders as they fail to do it to with their team right? They just far too quickly get into what we're not doing well. And so you're really asking them to slow down and take the time to think more deeply about what we are doing well, where we do see progress. And so this is your opportunity to train that behavior, to bring the self-compassion to their work by asking some key questions. So here's some key questions to think about as you work with your clients. So what do you feel we have done well? What has been our single greatest achievement? What does progress look like? What has been your greatest personal lesson? You could add in a time period, which I like to do. So over the last three months, what do you feel like we've done well? Over the last three months, what do you think has been our single greatest achievement? Over the last few weeks, what does progress look like in this specific area? And you'll find some clients actually have a really tough time staying in that place. They'll tend to quickly and sort of subtly drift into like, yeah, buts. So, oh yeah, we did this thing, but it could have been better. We could have done this, we could have done that. And your your job is to sort of, is to boundary that. It's like, right, you know, Chris, we're going to get into where we need to improve. What I'd like you to do is just stay in the place where we're really recognizing what progress looks like, what your achievement looks like. We'll get to the buts and the things and the what ifs later, but for right now. And so what you're doing, you're sort of like being very self-aware and conscious of the drift and it is like insidious drift into the negative, into the critical. And we're trying to be less critical in this moment in time and be more self-compassionate 
about the work that we're doing so we can recognize that. Now, what I would, what I want to share with you is to try and avoid this. Well, we've got to think about, first of all, that they're going to naturally do it. So there's two things here. The first thing is to somehow get ahead of it before it becomes a problem. So this is what I've been working on and being, uh, making sure my clients know what I'm expecting from them in terms of an answer to the question. So I'll say something like, okay, so we are going to be spending time today on what we need to do differently and better going forward. But before we do that, I would like to hear from each one of you, what do you feel has been our single greatest achievement in the last three months? So you're sort of getting ahead of it by saying, look, we're not going to talk about that right now. We are going to talk about it later. For now, we want to talk about this one thing. And what you need, to, and, and so the second thing is you just being able to recognize when that conversation starts to steer away from this. The people that do this the most are like the CEOs or the sort of leader in the room is going to start to steer it to what we need to be getting better at. They want to get to what they think progress looks like in terms of the session you're having with them. But what they're missing out on is this, the, the sort of unmeasurable, the, the, the value that can't be measured of bringing compassion into the room. That's our job as coaches, to know that it's important, to deliberately bring it in, to control the conversation around it and make sure that it doesn't slip into something else, even if your clients don't truly appreciate it in the moment. And know this as well. I think this is something that I've learned over time as well is that people tend to want to talk about what they didn't do well so that they say it versus someone else saying it. It's almost like they're protecting themselves from you saying it or giving them getting critical feedback. So just, I think that the key what I'm saying here is, is just to have like a, a self-awareness around it about where the conversation's going and what you're deliberately trying to achieve as the coach in this particular moment and that is to bring in compassion for ourselves and the work that we're doing and help your client to feel that there is a sense of progress that you as the authority as the coach can see that progress and that you've explicitly and specifically stated it to them what you're impressed with and at the same time asking some really good leading questions that help your clients to bring it out of themselves okay now the thing that's difficult to measure here is like how it changes the mood, how it changes the emotion, how it changes the feel of what's happening in the room. And so the best thing you can do here is to go away and actually try it. And if you feel like I did, for example, that this was a gap for me, something that I wanted to do differently, something I really wanted to shine a light on and deliberately put in as a segment into some of my key client calls, especially planning calls, spend more time in that space so that we all get a sense that we're making progress, we're doing great work, and that the work that we're doing is paying off, and that somebody outside the organization can actually see it and know that it's good. So have a think about that, right? You know, after listening to this, do you get a sense that you could be spending more time in this area? What could you do differently or better with your clients to bring more compassion into your work? Do you need to spend more time like I did, you know, thinking deeply about well what am I impressed with and what does my client need to hear from me and what can I share with them that I see is going well how do you bring this into your work with your clients 
as always, I'd love to hear from you on this. So if you're listening to this, watch whenever you're listening or watching this, there's probably an area where you can leave a comment or a thought or an idea or even a question, or if you want to push back on or add to this topic, I'd love to hear from you. Let's have that discussion. Let me know what you're doing with this, how you're using it, and the kind of difference it's making for you as a coach, as a leader, as a communicator, to have more transformative conversations and ultimately to build a stronger relationship with your clients. I'll see you next week.